Welcome back, Sweet Seats, to Wednesday Women Wisdoms on the Motivation Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Vasilakes. Oh my goodness, it's officially the last time I'm going to say that sentence because next week we're going to be transforming into a new podcast entitled My Sister Wisdom. Don't worry, it's going to be basically the same exact content that you're getting, just of course more amazingness also and a whole new vibe. Very excited to bring that to you and I just want to thank you all for your continuous support, especially since we did miss last week. So to make it up for you, next week I'm actually going to be releasing three episodes, that's right, one on Monday, one on Wednesday, and one on Friday, just to, you know gush out all of the amazingness I have stored up. So I'm very excited to show you all that. And I really just want to extend my gratitude toward all of you, my dear friends, fans, patrons, and listeners know that you are so loved and so deeply appreciated. If you like this podcast, please download, subscribe, and share as well as hype me up with a new name come at the end of November next week. For now, you can visit motivation.com for more links and to donate to the expansion of the podcast as 25% of your donation goes to help animals in need. Who doesn't want to do that? Before we get started, take a moment to learn how I started this podcast. Hi, Sweet Seeds. Thanks so much for taking a moment to listen to how I started this podcast because it's been so much fun. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I highly recommend you check out Anchor. It's free. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. This means all your friends get to support you. Anchor really is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you're ready, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now back to the episode. This week, I had the absolute pleasure of sitting with Eva Vinari. Well, sitting with her virtually, of course. She's the founder of the Elevate Institute. She describes herself as a formerly sick corporate ladder climber turned holistic practitioner. And if that isn't the absolute truth, I don't know what is. You'll find out when you listen to this episode how sick she really was and how healthy she is today. She works virtually with high performers as their secret weapon to stay in the game without burnout. What she does is science-based. That means there's no trends, no fads, and no drugs ever. It's absolutely incredible the things that she taught me, and I just can't wait to share this with you, so let's jump on in. Stay tuned, and make sure you stick around to the end so you can connect with Eva even more and get a free gift. Woohoo! Hi, Eva. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to be here, Shannon. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. This is going to be a very helpful conversation for so many people out there, including myself. So I'm very excited to talk about today, burnout, midlife crisis, and how to get through all that stuff. So that's a very real thing that people experience, especially when we decide we want to do something like be an entrepreneur, start our own business, or take a whole new path, whatever that looks like. Some of us can go too fast, a little too soon and burnout. I know I've been through that myself. I would love to hear about your story and how you've gotten to where you are today. Well, the the burnout was when I experienced it, something that was not in the medical books. And if you've been kept keeping up on what doctors consider viable um, illness, burnout has just now been accepted into modern medicine's definition as a possibility. 
because before it was quote unquote, all in your head. Mm. So that was my journey. I was one of the um, way showers, if you will, somebody who, who first started experiencing burnout and was getting the, well, all your tests are within normal range. It must all be in your head. Something's wrong with you. You need to go to a psychotherapist. So it can make you feel absolutely crazy when you're going from doctor to doctor looking for answers to your questions and just getting those very dismissive responses. But actually, it is a real thing. And for me, burnout was a result of living a life out of my own free will. I felt very trapped into my, my life situation. And when you are there's, there's two different kinds that as far as I could tell, and probably more, but you have that kind of life where you're being forced out of obligation to either be a caregiver or to, to you know, in my case, it was raising a family on my own without help, mm-hmm. having full-time work um, that doesn't suit your life's mission. Uh, all of these things can aid in just burning you out as well as the self-induced, well, I'm just going to burn the candle at both ends. We don't live forever thinking that way. You know, <laughs> it's the, I'm going to run as fast as I can. Like you said, it's like the, I've pushed myself too hard for too long. Um, not realizing that it's, it's really taking away what I call the vital healing account in our bodies. And that's something that lo and behold is inherited um, from our ancestry. I know it's, it, I've learned so much about burnout that is not available necessarily in one specific place. It's like been a, a gathering of, of bits and pieces yeah. and put it together into this nice big puzzle that has been making a lot of sense to many. So those are like the, the two common places where you can reach burnout. And, um, the way back tends to be, you know, also just as individual. Right. Totally. For myself personally, I think I've almost experienced burnout and it was, you know, when I was in college and I was, I think I had three jobs. No, I had had two jobs at one point and then Mm -hmm. I took on a third and dropped one like within a couple of weeks, but that was, it was a lot for me to handle. And I was going to college full time. So even while I was in college with two jobs, I was constantly going and it wasn't a, neither of them were really jobs that I truly loved or wanted to spend my time in. So I, I could, I could feel myself reaching that point of just absolute, I can't do anything. And it would show up for me very subtly. And it would, it's almost something that I just brushed off because I thought I was normal and I would not even be able to get out of bed on the weekends or when I didn't have anything to do, I would just sleep all day long. I'd sleep for 24 hours, sometimes more than that. And I'm, I'm really being honest. Like I would yeah. wake up to go to the bathroom and go back to sleep because I yeah. just was so tired and I never felt like anything was keeping my energy levels up. So I definitely feel I've experienced that. And it was for me early twenties. So before, you know, before I was even out partying and being crazy when I was just in school, like it was hard for me. And then I think, you know, when you're burnt out, you can make some wrong choices because you're just so tired and thinking, Oh, this is too much. I can't handle this. And so what do we do? We kind of fall further down in the pit, at least for myself. So I think it's really important to talk about you know, the individual experience of burnout, because it is probably different for so many people. For some people might happen early and some people might happen much later when we normally like expect it to during a midlife crisis, like we're going to talk about. I think that's something I've heard my entire life. And I've always heard it as being, oh, you're just going to go buy an expensive car that you can't afford. And you're going to feel like you just don't have enough. But as I'm watching, uh, 
people that I know grow older, including myself, I'm realizing that it definitely isn't just about the material stuff. It's more or less about, you know, how much we can sustain our lives. So what was your individual experience? Like you mentioned that you had a job and you just had a sort of a family that you were raising all by yourself. What was that like for you? Well, it felt impossible and you do just what you can. You know, I had a history of mom at the very fifties family. Dad went to work, mom stayed at home, took care of us, made our lunches, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> very, very fifties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I found myself as a single mom raising two kids and trying to hold down a full-time job while my body was letting out. So I had already started experiencing things like depression in the early parts of my teens, if you will. So the adulthood was already dampered by some sort of imbalance that I had no clue what was going on. And that caused things like infertility issues. By the time I was 20, I was told I had, um, uh, let's see, the list is very long. So by the time I was 20, I had problems with my immune system. So autoimmune disorder was a thing back then that they wanted to blame on Epstein-Barr. And Epstein-Barr, if you've ever had it, it's kind of, it's related to mono. When you have mono, you're basically on the couch for a week wondering when it's going to end. And <laughs> that's okay. kind of, that, yeah. So it's, it's very depleting on your overall energy. And then um, I had a series of life events where getting married, having miscarriages, and then trying to get pregnant again, and then ending up in, you know, having two kids and divorcing. So I was raising those, the, the, my children who are now adults um, in my early twenties. There's no such thing wow. as partying for me. There was no such thing as, you know, going out and having a, a nightcap with somebody, a, wow. a, a drink, because one glass of wine by then, one glass of wine would put me out for four days. Oh I was not, yeah. So there was something already very out of, out of whack for me. I had, uh, by the time I was 30, diagnosed with um, somewhere between 20 and 30, let's say, diagnosed with chronic fatigue, anxiety, insomnia, depression, fibromyalgia, itchy skin, heart palpitation, short-term memory loss. I mean, the list goes on, on arthritis, osteoarthritis. So... <laughs> That's that's, that's, usually, you know. No, and you said it. It's like you you want to wait. You want to expect almost that these signs of old age happen in old age, and you're wondering, gosh, at this age, what what is going on? And I remember my dad saying to me, Eva, you are way too young to be this old in your body. And I said, yes, thank you. That's true and not helpful. So. How, how do we get past this? And so I had already the experience of burnout um, and the physicalness of being out of alignment with my my nutrition, out of alignment with my ability to take care of myself, out of alignment with what my body actually needed on an ongoing basis to get myself back. And that took me a three-year course. It took me three years to figure out what was wrong and how to recover. But you're right. When you are that tired, when you are that burnt out, your adrenals are pretty much shot. And every time you stand in a Starbucks line to, you know, get more boost of energy or that matcha mm-hmm. shot or the, um, the egg banana or the, you know, handful of raisins, because it's got that sugar, your body says, I yeah. know where I can get energy. I'm going to make you crave that thing, whatever it is, yeah. get you that short-term, you know, shot of energy. All you're doing is continuing the effort of burnout. So what oh. I offer is the way to way back to it, but We'll get to that later. It's just the idea of what does it look like? That burnout feeling is different than when you're going through midlife crisis. However, it can look the same because you lose motivation. You know, depression will help you lose motivation. You could go take a, go to sleep for two weeks, wake up and still not have enough 
feeling of being refreshed. I know, you know, so yeah. And, and also midlife crisis doesn't have to only be experienced in midlife. It can also be the well-known millennials. They are receiving the same experience after college and feeling the weight of the pressure of the entire rest of their future. What do I do now? I'm not sure that I got the right degree. So there's an awful lot of that happening. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's very interesting. You said that it's kind of like a quarter life crisis. Yes. And I think yeah. I actually, I didn't ever really <laughs> piece this together, but I think I experienced that. And instead of, I experienced that while in college because I was going to, I went to five different colleges and oh I just didn't like any of them. I mean, I, they were okay, but every single degree I would try, I just felt like it was a waste of my time. And I felt like it was going to take me nowhere in the world, especially, you know, hearing from people who are like, yeah, I got a degree in this. And it's like what I was going into. And they're like, yeah, but I only make like $30,000. And like, so what's the point? That's yeah. like, I don't want to spend that much money, you know? So I definitely have that experience of like, I don't even know if this is the right, if I'm doing the right thing. And that can be very scary and demotivating. And I think, yeah, I did experience that. And this was, this was at a time where I wasn't burnt out. I was just like, oh my goodness, I'm not, my life is not going on the right way. So quarter life crisis, midlife crisis, losing motivation is really the key there, I think. And not the key, but like, it's really the root of it, I think is, you know, when you have all of those symptoms come up from, I think you said the adrenals being worn out, like that Mm -hmm. over excessive stress cortisol too. I think all of that plays together and bringing yourself out of that is, it can take a lot longer than three years. Three years to me, sounds like a long time, but I'm I'm thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, that took me about that. So yeah, yeah, I think that's very real that it's, it's not like there's no real quick fix, but there are ways to prevent it and, and help yourself through it. And depression is so common, especially depression and anxiety coupled is so common in our world today. And I think, you know, because of the way that the world has been structured for millennials and for Gen Z, it's, it's only increasing. And to have conversations like this, where we can say, look, it doesn't have to be like you're constant. It doesn't have to, you can sustain a different energy. You can sustain, sustain yeah. yourself in a different way. It's very important. Diet definitely is a key as well. And it's interesting that you mentioned like looking for that quick fix of sugar, because that's exactly me. I, I remember being tired when I was in high school and like, I would binge on sugar and all day long. And then even in high school and call, or I mean, in college and then um, afterwards, like sugar was my go-to and not in really Mm -hmm. the healthy ways, but it was just very necessary for me to even feel happy. I had to have Mm -hmm. some piece of candy every once in a while or some caffeine every once in a while. And that is not helping. It's really making it much worse because caffeine in small doses and sugar in small doses isn't going to be harmful, but at the rate I was intaking, it definitely didn't help me. So what, um, what was it like to make the decision? Cause I think it starts with the decision to get yourself out of, you know, burnout or midlife crisis, or even just depression and anxiety. What was your decision moment? Like, and how did you come to that point where you're like, I, I got to do something about this and I have to heal. Was it just the diagnoses or was it something? Ooh, no. <laughs> 
you'd think like, oh, like I, 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 that sounds like a 60 year old's diagnosis. I, I would be a little afraid. And I think maybe I would have gotten something similar if I actually went to the doctor, but I just avoided well, it. So exactly. And maybe I should have, but the idea of, I, I wanted, I wanted to find out I, I'm a questioner. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I end my podcasts with, this is Eva Venari reminding you to question everything. And I really live by that. So it's the, the questioning of, all right, why? So I have this, why do I have it? And the answers were always, well, we don't know. If you don't wanna take the antidepressant, we don't know. So I had to do yeah. my own questioning. And really what I said, even to further the conversation and keep them in the doc, in the appointment office longer than just the average seven minutes, I asked more questions. I says, look, if I take this medication, what does that mean for me? Will I be on this for the rest of my life? And what will that look like for my future? Will I be able to, I mean, I bombarded him with questions. Will I be able to be a functioning part of society? And his answer was, oh, you'll probably be on this for the rest of your life. No, you won't be a functioning part of society. You will probably be on social security disability and unable to take take care of yourself. That does not sound like a good answer. That doesn't sound like a cure. That sounds like a, here, get out of my way. Yes. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Get out of my office. And I said, you know what? That doesn't work for me. Yeah. I have greater desires. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I want to be in service. I want to provide, I don't know what that is at this time because this was before I became a founder of the Elevate Institute. I really did not know what I was going to do with the rest of my Mm -hmm. life at the age of 30-ish. So Mm -hmm. don't rush it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's what everyone keeps telling me. And as a Gen Z millennial cusp, I'm like, you, because that feels so much better. I feel like I can slow down a little bit. You can. Yeah. Well, and what's funny is I kept getting the the uh, insight from spirit telling me, don't rush into something that you're forcing yourself to be too soon mm. because you are here to enjoy life. And once you're placed in service, you will have really no choice but to pursue that mission. Yeah. And that's the truth of it. So people say, oh, you're so lucky to have some sort of, you know, um, a passion in life. And I said, be careful what you ask for, because once you have it, you're in it. Yeah. And, and that, be careful what you wish for. I always remind, remind myself that be careful what you wish for, because you don't know how that person got to that point. That's right. And you probably wouldn't be able to handle what they handled to get there. And well, there's yeah. no reason to want to covet anybody else's experiences and, and they forsake ours. Like we yeah. are all individuals for a reason. So finding that passion for our own self is super important. And I think that's you know, for example, that's kind of how I started this podcast was I was looking for my purpose. I was looking for something to do because during quarantine, I was like, oh my goodness, I got, I didn't have a job. I was just like, what do I do? And spirit just kept telling me, you know, slow down, just be patient, let it come to you. There's no reason to rush into anything. Yeah. All your past things failed. That's for a reason. Those things were not meant to be. And so I started listening to podcasts and that's how this podcast came about is because I just started realizing like, this is what I want to do. Cause you guys, well, you women all have such amazing (laughs) wisdom that I am not old enough to have because I haven't had those experiences, but, and I know there's even people younger than me who listen to this, who are like, Oh my goodness, this is gold. Cause it is, it's, it's important to hear from other women that like, it's not a race. First of all, time is not going to run out. You're going to be fine. You really just have to harness your own energy and be able to utilize it for your own purpose and in your own speed. And, you know, being ambitious people, I think we definitely can just ignore that (laughs) little voice in our head. That's like, don't rush into it. Cause there was many things I rushed into and they all failed. And 
my energy got shot because I, I didn't use it the right way. So this is exactly my story. You know, I call, I call all of us, we can both raise our hands to saying that we're chronic overachievers. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm healed from that though. Cause I have, I have like this thing in my head where everyone will tell me just focus on one thing. And I've even read the book, little one thing and just focus on one thing, get really good at it. And I'm like, but I get bored. Yeah, I will do too. it for like an hour yeah. a day. And I will then be like, I'm so tired of this. There's nothing else I want to do on this. I don't care if I need to make more progress. I don't care if I need to do that. I don't want to do it. And I think that like, I need to fulfill myself. Like I can't do something I don't want to do. It caused me to like start picking up all these little projects. And when I first started picking them all up, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. Like, am I going to overwhelm myself? But I had that same voice in my head that was like, you know, just this, okay. Like you don't need to rush all of these things, do what you mm-hmm. want to do and yes. the speed you want to do it. And that's been like, a, it's, it's been a process to really yeah. figure out what that is because yeah, I was on a track to burn myself out and mm-hmm. I had to kind of just stop and ignore some of the things that were taking from me and shift gears. And so my own self care and connecting with my faith really allowed me to slow down because it was like, I can put my focus on something else. It doesn't have to be constantly me working because we're not here to work. We're here to expand and grow and communicate with people and have communities. Yeah. And, well, yeah. even, even a person who is in service, like, like what you're, what you're doing here and the, the road that you're taking the road that I'm on, mm-hmm. that service is a, is a pendulum swing in my experience. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, you go that direction and you, you give, you give, you give, you give, you give, you give, you give. And at some point you burn out from giving. So the pendulum must take the opposite direction. And now you're taking care of yourself. Now you're looking at introspection. What, what can I do to take care of me? What do I enjoy? You know, and that's when you become more self-absorbed, self-involved, but not narcissistic. It's just like that, that pendulum must swing. And you can do that several times in a day or several times in a week yeah. or several times in a month. It's up to you how often you need it, but that can help avoid burnout big time. And you hit the nail on the head with recognizing what is it that helps you feel productive and like you're in alignment with your life's mission. Even if you don't know what your passion is, it doesn't matter. You know that you want to make a difference. And so that's the cool thing. And when it comes down to um, that, that whole message, um, I, I want to back up for just a second. Yeah. You, you said just a second, a minute ago about um, having different projects. So yeah. for me, I had to recognize also if I stuck with one thing at a time, I got bored. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, tapping at the foot, you know. But be, people fingers. will tell you not to, that's a, I'll just stay they, they, that's they say, yeah, they say, they say, don't do that. Pick one thing. Well, I understand pick one thing at a time, get good at it. Kind of like spin the plate, get that plate spinning. Yes. Then you can yes. spin another, right? I can't do them, but oh yeah, I can. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you can have many planes going at one time and you can always go back, drop one, go back to the other if you want to. But here's what I remembered that got me out of the doldrums of, oh God, really? I have to concentrate on one thing at a time. I'm going to be bored. I remembered what I was like when I was going through junior high. At my time, it was called junior high. So now mm-hmm. it's called middle school and high school. And that was the jumping every hour from one subject to another. And I went, oh, I enjoyed that so much. And rather than feeling overwhelmed by the number of projects, I went back to, oh, this is just like school. What I enjoyed going from one subject to another. And I embraced it instead of resisting it. And that embracing the things that are opposite to what the experts say we're supposed to do, if it feels right, then follow that because that will keep you 
less close to burnout (laughs) (laughs) because you know like you said it can take a while to recover from burnout and that's even if you do drink your water if you do get enough rest if you do make sure to you know do the introspection and go out and and be of service however it is that you want to feel fulfilled Mm -hmm. you could still experience burnout in a physical way you know your body can like you said the cortisol can run out you can actually run on fumes literally with Mm -hmm. nothing Mm -hmm. and the recovery to that is null until you address the mineral imbalances and the toxic metals that we absorb. And so that's something that my work offers is that coming back in a natural way without drugs, without fatty fads, without trendy diets or supplements. And that's the key is to have something sustainable. So when I I started to experience the midlife crisis, I saw the difference between the two, but how they could definitely overlap. Because I thought, wow, if I stay in this midlife crisis for much longer, I will burn out from the being in it. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's very true. That's a good point. Because you have to go through it. You can't just like stay in it. And that's, that's huge in my life is I, I can't be stagnant in any energy, even if it's good energy. I just like, I get super uncomfortable, but, and I think that actually stems from observing people getting stuck in these emotions and getting stuck in these places in their life and then settling into it. And I always thought that was very frightening because for me, it, it doesn't seem healthy. It seemed like that was going to lead to disease and whether it does or not, I have no idea because some of those yeah. people I don't even know anymore, but for me, I just really knew I had to prevent that. And so it's kind of funny, like my, I could, I almost got burnt out. Well, I'm going to say I did. I got burnt out trying to prevent being burnt out, which is kind of like you're in that crisis mode and you burn out because you're trying so hard to get out of the crisis. So you have to really look at, yeah, the inner workings of our bodies. We are biological beings. We're not just minds. Like we are biologically functioning. So looking more into um, what's going on in there. And I love that you brought up, uh, heavy metals. Cause one thing that I always think of when people say heavy metals is that like, yeah, we do need some metals, but a lot of our food without us even knowing can have contain heavy metals. And if you think about our feeling, if we're consuming a lot of heavy metals, we're going to feel heavier physically. Yeah, and you do. You it do. makes it harder to want to go do things because you're storing up these things that just aren't supposed to be there in that abundance. So yeah. focusing on how to detoxify and in a healthy way with that, that's not trendy or some laxative diet pill or whatever. <laughs> I, I, oh my I God. Like, no. That's what I think, but it, I, I definitely <laughs> yeah. love, love that. And I want, I can't wait to talk more about that. And I think um, a lot of my listeners are going to resonate with this because a lot of the people I know love to do trends and love to do these like fasts of, and I'm not shaming on it. I've done many of them, but it does have this, um, connotation of, Oh, this is the answer. Yeah. I'm healthy real like basis for why that. And for me, I just, I I didn't really notice many differences. Like with juice cleanses, I didn't really notice any difference with water fasts, like uh, some, but it wasn't until I started looking more into like, what do I need to release from me? And I'm, I'm into herbs. So there's some herbs that help with heavy metals, but I don't really know the scientific stuff behind that. I just know what I've done. And I think it's important to just remember that like, it's not all in our head. Our gut is actually bigger brain than the one in our head. And it actually can affect us in a way that we're not even aware of because we're not taught that often to think about what's happening in our bodies and in our guts. 
Well, we're taught to listen to the symptoms only when it stops us from being productive. Mm, and it- oh, <laughs> ooh, I can let that sink in. That is, that is so true. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. That that's the thing. If you can't take a pill to fix it, if like a like Advil or something, you got a headache, take an Advil. If you can't um, drink your your caffeine in order to get over the slump in the afternoon. And mm-hmm. uh, now you can't ignore it. And the problem becomes, well, and your job's at risk or your livelihood mm-hmm. of um, family, being able to support them, being able to be the caregiver, the, you know, bringing home the bacon, if you will. Yeah. So if you can't have your job functioning, uh, then somebody else is going to replace you, right? Oh. So there's, there's fear that on top of that. We're piling up all these things that what do they do? They lead to burnout. So the question in my mind during this time when I was going through the burnout was always, well, I feel like if I give my body what it needs, it'll heal itself. And this is very, it's a very Eastern methodology, right? And then the question that comes after that is how do you know what the body needs? Yeah. And so I discovered the mineral balancing is what makes sense. Rather than doing chelation therapy where you, you take an IV drip and it actually pulls metals out of the body, which is very dangerous. It's kind of like running on your car when it ha- has b- blown a tire and not bother- bothering to put a tire back on. Oh. Because toxic metals absorb and stay in the body if they're not, um, I, I don't see, they absorb and stay in the body when we don't have enough, the nutrient minerals, the body actually prefers. So, right. So it's like a a spare tire theory. Yeah. Right. So when the body receives the minerals that it actually needs, it goes, Oh, I know right where this goes. It finds that spare tire, the toxic metal displaces it, throws it into the bloodstream. The bloodstream then filters out Mm -hmm. through the normal exit systems of the body, (laughs) whatever that is. (laughs) And it's natural. So that way there's no, there's no need to go on cleansing, cleanses. There's no need to do any of those things. You're just always giving your body what it needs. Yeah. And that actually makes a lot of sense. I just want to touch on something real quick Mm because I actually have had this very, really annoying experience where I was on my way to work and I got a flat tire and then I put my spare on or I called someone, I got my spare on and then I'm on my way home and my spare pops. And it just made me think of I know it's like, oh my goodness. And now it's nighttime. So I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. But panic. the way that it relates is like, if our body is storing these toxic heavy metals because we're not getting enough of the healthy top to- the healthy metals, because there are healthy metals. Yeah. Yeah. Nutrient metal. minerals. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nutrient minerals, minerals. Awesome. I'll use that. And so <laughs> if we're storing all the toxic heavy metals, our body's like, well, it'll do for now. Yeah. But eventually, if we never put another tire on, it's just going to hurt us because it is toxic and it is heavy and it's not actually supposed to be there. It slows you down. If we're just band-aiding that and like, oh, I'm just going to cleanse and I don't need to worry about what I'm putting into my body. I actually need to worry more about what I'm getting out. That that really doesn't make sense because the reason why we're storing it sounds like is because we don't have the healthy or the nutrient metals or the nutrient minerals. minerals. Yeah. yeah. Prefer, preferred minerals, nutrient minerals, because if you think about how your body is set up each body part, you know, organ, whatever they're, they look different. Like mm. if you've ever seen a body that's opened up, you can see that the different body parts, they, they are, they contain different things. And I think of them as like the, the nutrient minerals that each body part needs mm. is a recipe and the recipe then produces this liver, this stomach, this yeah. vein structure, whatever it is. Each one of those mineral contents, the the recipes, if you will, 
they then create that combination creates whether it's it's a acidic or a alkaline nature and you don't need to take alkaline water or alkaline heavy foods because it's the nutrient minerals that gives your body the appropriate alkalinity or acidity throughout the body think about it your brain is acid your stomach is acid why would you put alkaline anything into the stomach to make the rest of the body alkaline. Oh, this is controversial. My <laughs> listeners are going to be like, oh, and I am sitting here right now drinking alkaline water because I live in Las Vegas. And I felt like, I don't know, maybe it was a crock of poison or crock of crap, but the, one of my water guys that I buy from, he told me that the body actually absorbs alkaline water faster because the body doesn't have to convert it to alkaline. And I was like, okay, well, let me try it because I'm super dehydrated. I come from Minnesota where it's lush and humid to Vegas where it's super dry. It is, so yeah. I try to hydrate myself better. And I I guess I don't even think I continued with it then, but then like the people I was friends with, they were all about alkaline water. And so I just kind of got back into that wave and haven't gone back. But I'm wondering, because you're telling me some very true things <laughs> here. I have stories to share if you want to hear them. Yeah. So it's interesting because I still feel like I'm not getting hydrated, mm-hmm. even though I drink several, a few of these a day. I'm not going to say several. That's not true. A few of them, a few of these bottles a day. And I'm still feeling like I'm so dehydrated, but it's alkaline. So if his word was true, I should be more hydrated. Kind of, kind of. So the, the machines that make an alkaline water, they tend to make the molecules of the water, how they work is they make the molecules smaller so that they go through and, and into the cell structure. Mm-hmm. Great. They used to make those machines with a palladium plate. The very last filter was palladium plate. Palladium plates meant to catch all of these toxins here. Mm-hmm. At some point that gets full. Water is a leach. So as the water, new water would come in to the, to the all the toxins and junk that's full on this palladium plate, it would go through that plate and capture more toxins. Now you're taking yeah. something that's very hydrative and pushing toxins directly into oh. the cellular structure. Right. So they fixed that. And then they're like, yeah, so we fixed this palladium plate issue. You have to replace it or whatever they did with it. it they, that's now been solved. But the alkaline water that's man-made, it also demineralizes the body. And I have proof. It demineralizes the body. (gasps) So I want to, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. I'm thinking about a conversation I had with my friend who said that she was getting hypertensive while drinking alkaline water. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh, I don't even know what that means. So I looked it up and I felt something similar and I was concerned. And so I went back to the purified water, but I'm thinking about the pure, where I was getting the purified water. And I think it was completely pure. I don't think it had any minerals in it. So yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation about water, but like that really makes sense that the demineralization, if you're not getting the minerals you need, and of course I can probably still keep drinking this or purified, but if I add the minerals, if I get the minerals I need, that would change the whole game. It's not about the water itself. It's about the preferred minerals. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, if you think about it, we're made of stardust. We are of the planet. The planet is stardust. (laughs) We came from the planet and therefore we need the mineral. We we live together with it. It's a symbiosis. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a very, very delicate process that Mm -hmm. we are supposed to be eating food that was grown in the ground. The ground is supposed to contain the minerals and we've Mm -hmm. been robbing our ground and over-processing our food for so long since the fifties, since the chemical revolution. And 
it has depleted the amount of nutrient density in our foods. So even if you shop the outer rim of a grocery store and get all fresh produce, or even if you have your own garden, there's mm. still not enough nutrient minerals in the foods that we eat. It just can't, wow. can't get enough. So you have to supplement. And the question becomes not, should I? It becomes with what? Mm -hmm. And that's so, what I take all, all the guesswork out of. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. And I, it's kind of sad, you know, to think about it, but we have done a lot in this world to change how we eat and what we eat and the con the quality of what we eat as well. And I guess it makes even more sense if you think about most people's diets and I'm just generalizing here, of course, mm -hmm. so if you don't fit into this, don't, no one should listen to that. But <laughs> a lot of people I watch in the grocery store and they're getting really processed foods and in, in an abundance yeah. where yeah. The, even, you know, we all saw this kind of during, during the lockdown, um, all the vegetables were still there. There's still <laughs> produce lining yeah. every, I saw produce uh, that was like the, in bulk, it was just all over, but people were buying like canned foods and they're buying, um, processed foods and frozen foods, which is good. You know, if we think you're going to be in a lockdown, you don't want your food to go bad, but it, it really just shows that that's their priority. That's the priority is to go get this processed food. And if it's processed, that means it's been touched, it's been manipulated and it's now not what it once was. So why would it contain nearly any of the quality it once had, which even that you're telling me was lower than it used to be, which yes. Yeah, totally. I think we all can do that own research, our own research on that and find out that that is in fact true. And it's interesting how often I talk to women and they tie our diet back into the many things that we're experiencing. And if our, my listeners listen to my past podcast, this is completely different. Burnout it is not related to anything that we've discussed in the past, but it is the same pretty much the same cure. It's giving ourselves nutrition. It's it really focusing on exactly how and what to put in our bodies and knowing that it's not a choice that we can procrastinate forever. There's going to yeah. be a day where we have to make the choice to just take better care of ourselves. And it's not about looking a certain way. It's about feeling a certain way and about being a certain way. Meaning it's not about looking fit or looking X, Y, and Z. It's about feeling that way and actually yeah. being that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I've, I've worked with many who thought, oh, I just have allergies. I have a few things going on with my digestion. They work out. I look good. You know, they're doing the whole yeah. Adonis thing. Right. And we go to test their hair and I can't tell you that's, that's how I find out what's going on in the body, what they need. I do mm. hair analysis. So the, the hair test would come back with all these toxins and the shock and surprise. I had no idea. I work out, I exercise, I look good. I look fit. I feel mostly okay. I just have these few complaints and I'm like, yeah, those few complaints that you are now attending to, if you were to ignore them right now, they would become burnout mm -hmm. in just a few short years. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you for paying attention to these little small symptoms, because we can actually stop the burnout, which will stop you dead in your tracks. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely can see how a lot of people would just, I mean, including myself, just brush those small symptoms off. Cause we're like, well, yeah. that's normal. Yes. But normal. when did it become normal <laughs> to be uncomfortable? Like that really doesn't because Absolutely everybody's yeah, because yeah, yeah, everybody's yeah. having it, right? So it is so, normal. It's common, right? it's, at least. it's common and that's the difference. So mm -hmm. it's not normal. It's just common. Yeah. Really, that's the thing to remember. It's just because your friends are having it and they're okay with it doesn't mean that you have to be okay with it. And doesn't mean it's normal and supposed to be like that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be really hard, you know, to make that choice to say, 
to admit that you're burnt out because you're not taking care of yourself. And we always have to take responsibility for our own experience. We can't say, oh, I'm this way because society only has these certain foods. Like that's not actually true. They have the cure to their own problem as well. You know, they don't just offer you um, burgers and hot dogs. They also offer you diet pills and it might not be the right diet pill, but they understand that what they're doing is not healthy because they're watching the market and they're watching what we purchase. And if we all collectively made a choice to choose to supplement ourselves in a healthy way and to pay attention to those small symptoms, the new normal would not be uncomfortable. The new normal would be healed and, and, or healing. And that's, that's really, that's a, uh, could could seem to some like a fantasy, but it's so real. Yes. Well, it, it there's a level of health and experience that you can have in your body that supersedes being symptom free that we don't even think exists because we've never truly had it. Yeah. And that's Ooh. that's the thing that I want people to realize. I now have amount of energy, the concentration, the ability to hold conversation, to remember things, to to you know I can. I go dancing. I was told I was going to be in a wheelchair by the age of 35. I am now 48 and I dance in high heels. So <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that is, that's what we're yeah. for. <laughs> so the, I mean, the difference between the two is night and day. I mean, to, to be um, almost bedridden, to have to call 911 because my back froze up because I have problems with, you know, muscles and, and pain and arthritis and who knows what else was contributing to it. Um, but when you have that body in a place where it is both alkaline and acidic, where it needs to be appropriately, right? You have the balance within the body. You're then going to bed without issues, like going to sleep without going, what did I do yesterday? What do I need to do today? Oh my God, I made that mistake. You've got all that word going on in your mind, right? The chatter that keeps you awake at night, waking up at two o'clock in the, in the, in the morning because your body's trying to detox and it can't. So that's mm. something that comes up. Oh, I woke up too early and I can't go back to sleep until the alarm goes off. Now, now you're going from that to, I wake up feeling refreshed. I wake up going, oh, I had that wonderful dream. And you kind of just put that aside. Maybe you're able to meditate, whereas before you couldn't. Uh, maybe now you're seeing the obvious signs of what is my life path and then having the energy to pursue it as opposed to going, yeah, someday. Yeah. So there's a huge difference between owning your own body, owning your body, owning your health, owning what it is that's going on inside your head and how you deal with it and going along with like what you said, which is what's the latest fad and trend that I can use to feel like I've done that check. I'm healthy. And that's not, (laughs) that's not healthy. That's just trends and fads. Yeah. Yeah. And one of them was, And I'm not saying that this is not a healthy way to live. I mean, for it's totally can be, I just personally, the way I entered into vegetarianism and veganism was Mm -hmm. completely unhealthy because no one's talking about getting preferred minerals. Everyone's talking about, oh, just make sure you get enough protein, make sure you get enough carbs, make sure you get enough fats. Like that's, that's all that matters. (laughs) And you'd think like if you're eating vegetables only that you'd actually get that and you're well organized in that, that you'd actually be able to live like in a way healthier way. But for me, it was not like that at all. I became so, and I was eating a lot and I really paid attention to what I was eating too, so that I would make sure I was getting all those macros, but I would get so cold. I would get, I was always tense, even though it's Vegas, I shouldn't Mm -hmm. be cold in Vegas, right? (laughs) but I was always like tense inside and just 
and I, I wasn't stressed. Like I was living a pretty regular life. There was no reason why I needed to feel so tense all the time. And it wasn't until, you know, I just gave up on that path and said, I need to change something. And I started eating more meats that I thought that was the change. I thought the eating meat was helping me. And maybe it was, cause I was probably getting something I need and was missing, but I also realized that around that same time as when I started um, ingesting more herbs and consuming more herbs, like actual ground down to the powder, not some chemical mimic of it, but the actual plant. And just knowing those, the properties of those and knowing what I felt like I needed, that helped me, but I'm still not, you know, I'm still someone I think I need to get my hair tested because I <laughs> yeah. definitely have at 25, a lot of physical pain. And I used to do yoga, but I stretch a lot still. And I take baths and I, I'm, I think I eat very healthy, but I still have really random pain. And I still have, you know, trouble sleeping sometimes. And I still have allergies and I still get those symptoms. And, you know, it, looking deeper into that, I think is, is very important for everyone, no matter what age you are, if you want to live a healthy life, yeah. you have to, you know, look into it and see how that is actually going to be possible for us. Amazing. Well, yeah, there, there's one thing to note about all of that. I'm, I'm noticing that my client base is becoming younger and younger and younger. Mm -hmm. And you want to know why? <laughs> so, <Good and> bad. <laughs> well, it's because mineral imbalances and toxins pass from mother to child in the womb. Oh, so we're not born yeah. perfect. Right. And so whatever people have these stories, oh, Eva, it's been in my family, it, whatever that is, uh, <laughs> it's been in my family for years. We've always had problems with our periods. We always have mm -hmm. um, a PMS that's really, really bad. It's known as the whatever their last name, you know, hell <laughs> that we <Yeah>. go through. <laughs> and it's like, no, these things are actually passed down from mother to child. And mm -hmm. that's why you'll find it in the mother's line. Uh -huh. mother's yeah. Well, that makes sense. Family. Yeah. It's, it's not genetic. Yeah. It's baby's trying to get food and nutrients from the mom. Mom doesn't have them. Baby's always going to be lacking. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. you're born with that. And the, the, a lot of times, like you were mentioning the tightness in your body and um, probably some toxic metals, probably some, a lot of people walk around every day with a bunch of infection that don't, they don't even know it's there and it doesn't show up on a blood test, but it's wow. locked in these inner layers of metabolism that um, your body has overcome. You've created like yeah. an onion structure of all your metabolism. So you're living from this outer layer of metabolism. And every time we do a flush or a cleanse, it's just massaging that outer oh. layer. All right. So if you want to heal the outer layers and get to the core of what your yeah. mom gave you, then you have to do something like what I do. And that yeah. offers you a whole new body at the base Ooh. core level. And it improves your immune system. It automatically kills off infections, um, viruses, all kinds of viruses. Mm -hmm. Uh, of course, bacteria, parasites cannot live in a perfectly balanced bodies, mm -hmm. you know, this, as far as your, your digestive tract, they just can't survive in that environment. So toxic metals, old chemicals, drugs, you thought you've peed out a long time ago, guess what? They're still being stored in your body and they all are trapped oh, in those layers of metabolism and yeah. they cause that inflammation that was making you feel hyped up and tense all the time. Yeah. 
So that's part of what we can get, we can get rid of. There is a way to get rid of it. And there's no need at 25 to be dealing with them. Yeah, totally not. Definitely. I actually really want to talk more about that onion (laughs) in a little bit, but (laughs) But we're going to talk about, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I do. I love, I love, love the layers and getting to the core of things. So I want to talk about that and what that's like, but let's take a quick break for the laugh bath segment of this podcast. If you're new to this podcast, the laugh bath is a moment for us. My guest and I are Eva and I to get to know each other and for you to get to know us outside of our work and outside of these very real discussions and just play a little game. So today we're going to play the game. Would you rather? So we will take turns asking each other, would you rather do something? And if you've never played this before, basically there's two options and you just have to pick (laughs) which option you'd feel more comfortable with. Sometimes neither option sounds good. And sometimes both options sound good. So you just have to figure out which one you would. They're all hypothetical. None of these will actually be real in the world, hopefully. So let's get started. I'll start. So Eva, would you rather never be able to use a cell phone or never, ever watch TV ever again? Oh boy. Um, Gosh, I run my business from my cell phone. So TV. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of necessary then. Yeah. I think most people feel like a cell phone, but you can't watch TV on your cell phone either anymore. I am so sorry to tell you. (laughs) Good thing that's never probably going to (laughs) happen. All right. So I get to ask you a question now, right? Okay. So would you rather only drink smoothies for the rest of your life or only eat hot food? That's so hard. I just had a smoothie today, but like in the winter, there's nothing like a smoothie would be the worst thing to eat in the winter. But then in Vegas, when it's 115 outside and I have to eat hot food, I guess like I'll probably go with the hot food. I'll, I'll go with the hot food. Yeah. Yeah. I love smoothies, but not when it's freezing. Uh-uh. No, <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe not only smoothies, because that's a lot. That's all the same thing. You don't even get to chew anymore. Yeah, you just took it. Yeah, I was like, your body likes the chew. It likes yeah, to chew things. Yeah. I need that. Yeah. All right. Would you rather never have a president ever again, or always have someone watching you? I think that the wave to our future is to be without a, a head, a, a level a person. Mm-hmm. So I, at my first response is, yeah, I'll go without president. But <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like that's an easy one. The yeah. other, I don't want anybody always. That, that's silly. As um, having someone big, the big brother you. always watching over me. No, no thanks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. More like a. I guess what my imagination was is like it's not like they're like controlling you or like punishing you all the time, but they're just always. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, am I going to mess up? <laughs> but then not having a president, you know, I think many Americans would be very lost if we didn't have that head, I'm going to say this, head puppet to right. tell us what's going on and tell us what's 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 up. But yeah, and I just wanted to ask that one because the election just happened. So it's like, what would life be like? <laughs> so never yeah. have a president. That's right. the, the wave of, of the um, self-motivated companies that are being managed by their employees, which yeah. Yeah, I think is awesome. Very true. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess I would rather go without a president. That's the answer. Um, let's see. Would you rather travel to space or explore the deep, deep ocean? That is so hard. Both. I, I am an ocean girl and I've gone, I haven't gone scuba diving yet. So that's why I kind of feel more inclined to that one. And I feel like the space, it just consumes so much 
fuel, whereas exploring the deep ocean is just oxygen. So I'm trying to think about the environment here too. Um, <laughs> but I really want to go see different planets. And I've always had a dream of even just being on the moon and seeing the earth from far away. I just think that would be so phenomenal. So this is really hard. I'm just talking to Phil's space. So I'm not just like, um, <laughs> I, you know, I think I'd be a little scared of the deep, deep ocean because it is the deep, deep ocean, not just the ocean, the deep, deep. That might be a little scary. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with my childhood dream and say travel to space. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Would you rather only drink water or only drink tea for the rest of your life? Water. Water. Interesting. That's easy. Wow. I would completely disagree because I'm like, there's water in tea. <laughs> there is, but tea can be dehydrating. Really? Yeah. Well, all <laughs> some teas. Uh, any tea that has caffeine in it will dehydrate. It's oh, okay. A, the caffeine. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so I I heard the, yeah, no, herbal tea is, is mostly, mostly good. Light herbal teas are great. Mm -hmm. The, um, I know that any, like a lot of people don't realize that green tea has caffeine in it, which I thought was widely known, but it is not. All tea does. All tea does. White tea, green tea. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's all from the same leaf. It's just about how long it's been roasted. I think. Well, in the time it's picked. Yeah. 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 That, that might, that might be, I think coffee beans is the roasting tea. Well, both, both because you, you dry the tea leaf. So all makes sense. Mm, mm, yep. Okay. You know you more than got I do. That's very interesting. Very little, really make <laughs> very the little more. Don't <laughs> make the connection that caffeine dehydrates you, but it does make sense. Because if you're more energetic, you're using more of your energy, which means you're using more of your water. Hmm. All right. Well, that makes sense. I guess I would agree with you. Okay. <laughs> and let's see, would you rather have an extra pair of arms or an extra set of eyes? That's a good one too. I'm going to want to know your answer to this one too, after I answer, I think the extra set of eyes would be really helpful, especially if it was literally on the back of my head. Cause then if anyone's <laughs> following me, I would be able to know and I would be able to see everything all the time, but I'm, I'm prone to headaches. So I think I'm going to go with the extra pair of arms. Cause I think if I could see everything, I would just always have a headache and I could definitely use some more help. <laughs> I had my kids, kids convinced that I had eyes in the back of my head. So according to them, I already have them. So, yeah. but I'll take the extra pair of arms. That'd be cool. Yeah. That would be nice. Wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just be able to do like so many different things at once. Yeah. Maybe a little weird, but we'll get used to it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for playing that game with me. That yeah, was very fun. fun and great to get to know a little bit about how you think and even a little bit more about tea, which I didn't expect. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So for the rest of this podcast, I want to talk more in depth about what it is that you do and mm -hmm. how, you know, of course we can come to you for these answers, but how we can also start with ourselves and how we don't, or how we can look into what's going on with us and even analyze our own symptoms and think about whether we're in burnout or whether we're close to it or whether we are so desperate that we just need to heal right now. So yeah what are some ways that you can tell like as an individual, if you're about to get to a burnt out place, what is that? What are some of the symptoms that will come up? And I know of course it can be different for everyone, but what are some of the common ones that you've seen in, from your clients? The, the biggest complaint is just an ongoing level of low grade fatigue that doesn't go away with sleep. Mm -hmm. I'm so tired. And I, that that's the, that's the one thing I hear over and over again. I'm so tired. And you have that level of tired where, okay, I didn't get a good night's sleep. 
but if I drink a cup of coffee, then I feel pumped up again. That's, that's like managing it. But as the time goes by, the difference between that day when it first started and you first started being tired just because you were up all night studying for some test, as opposed to now, maybe two years later, that level of fatigue is with you all the time and it's even deeper. I mean, talk mm -hmm. about the number of times that you're sitting in Starbucks. So it's like, <laughs> how many times do you go after that, that something to mm -hmm. even turning on the radio and dancing around a bit? That is something that pumps your adrenals. So mm -hmm. that's number one. Number two would be things like uh, unexplained headaches. A lot of people get those oh. a lot. PMS symptoms, a lot. Um, so irregular cycles in women. Um, men who are having trouble performing in bed. Mm. So all, all of these things are signs and symptoms that um, that pop up that are very, very common. Mm -hmm. And well, you get I'm, things like, go ahead. I was gonna say, I, like, I never would have thought about men performing in bed because like I live in Las Vegas. So there's plenty of billboards around here that talk about ED and it's just hilarious to me because I'm like, I always thought there must be something more to that. And for you to say that, it's like, yeah, you don't have to take a little blue pill. You could actually just take care, better care of yourself. Well, here, if you think about it, it's like getting pregnant. I had problems getting pregnant. Fertility was an issue. So if my body was nutrient, nutrient rich, then it should be able to handle having children grow, you know, getting pregnant, growing a baby, having a mm. baby. I have problems with all three stages. Mm. If I had listened to it the first time in my miscarriage, then I would have realized my body's not strong enough. It's my body's communication of saying, mm. Oh, you shouldn't get pregnant. And instead I went to the yeah. doctor and the doctor said, well, here, we can stimulate your ovaries and make you get pregnant. Wow. And then I had a difficult birth. Yeah. So there, there are, and, and I we both, we almost lost our, both our lives. So mm -hmm. there, there are things that we can, we put ourselves through unnecessarily if we just listen to the body. So yeah, men too, that if, if you can sustain an erection, then there's no, then you are then strong enough to, you know, yeah procreate have a baby like yeah yeah because yeah. like why would our bodies want to procreate if we are not healthy like yes. that is such a great <laughs> um uh default setting i guess like hey your body's not good you're not ready to do this no that's just right. don't do it but that's if right. you're healthy then it's you should have no issue with that and i think that's really interesting because for me i actually always was afraid of infertility and I mean, I'm, I'm not so much anymore because I know I'm, I don't really, whatever happens happens, but it, I've also been told like, there are ways to actually, um, make yourself more fertile. And that's just, you know, I've, I've learned a lot. I've studied herbalism. So a lot of them are just herbs, but it sounds like, you know, that's, they probably have those minerals, those preferred minerals that you're talking about. And that's probably that's why right. it works because we're actually starting to take care of our bodies. One thing I've definitely talked about in a couple podcasts is, um, menstruation having really bad difficult periods. My mother did, had that. And so did I, and my doctors and their answer was take birth control and flood yourself with hormones. You'll not have bad periods ever again. And I didn't, but I also, you know, had, I was synthetically on hormones for most of my life or most of my past decade. So it was to me, like, I, I really don't want to have to rely on something synthetic. I'd rather be able to, yeah, go to the center of that onion, get the root yep. and yep then all the rest of the onion will heal or at least yeah. fall off, but the root will be strong. So then the rest of it, it can grow again and that's right. um, be more healthy. So that's definitely something I think a lot, a lot of women really could pay more attention to is, is seeing those symptoms that even though you might feel okay on a regular basis, how's your period? Did you have a painful birth? Did you have a painful pregnancy? Because that all might 
the little flags that are like, hey, you need more minerals. Yeah, no, it, and it's it's true. I believe that every human being should go through a process of um, the nutrient mineral balancing. Mm. Um, it doesn't take very long to get the body back into a state compared to the rest of your life. And if when you yeah. consider all the medications that you may go on later in life for things like diabetes, high blood pressure, cholesterol, losing weight, people who have been trying to lose weight for a while and they hit that plateau, most of the time mm -hmm. it's because toxic metals are in the way. Oh so God. it's like you clear out the toxic metals. Now you're able to, the body automatically sheds things and uh, enables you to process the theater of the mind opens up your ability to have um, spirit speak through you in a way because mm. energies, as you mentioned earlier, to hear those messages, you have to be clear and free of toxic mm -hmm. metals because energies don't flow very freely through toxic metals. Nothing would flow very easily. Blood wouldn't flow. Oxygen wouldn't flow. If your oxygen None blood can't flow, you can't expect that any energy yeah, is going to flow. It's, all related. it's also interesting that you say that because if you think about emotions, like sadness or frustration or irritability or anger that a lot of those do actually come out of depression and anxiety, where it's just these like on uh, influx of a ton of emotions and we can never handle it. But it makes sense because if we're blocked with heavy metals, then the emotions aren't actually going to flow through us to how they naturally would, which would be like a nice, like, Ooh, in and out, yeah. but they get stuck. And then all oh, we move and they get released all of a sudden. And I, I can just see how like, I guess, I guess I am imagining this, like myself filled with blocks of like iron and steel, yes. and, like nothing yeah. to be able to get through there. I'm going to get yeah. sick. I'm going to have a, a internal feeling too, outside of just, um, the symptoms that are physically presenting themselves in my body. So that's very important to pay attention to what, yeah. uh, I have a question for you. So yeah. when it comes to, let's just stick to one, when it comes to like fatigue, that is definitely something I know I've experienced heavy fatigue. I've gotten better, but a lot of people around me also still are like, I'm so tired. I'm always tired. I'm, uh, it's hard for me to be, have energy. What is a common mineral deficiency that is related to fatigue and how can people, what is something that people can supplement with or how, how can we kind of self-diagnose just one aspect of that? Well, I see a prolific number of test results that reveal what I call copper toxicity. And that can contribute to the feeling of fatigue through something that's, that's called, uh, in mineral balancing, it's specific to the regular oxidation that people talk about, the doctor's offices and you know diagnoses. So when it comes to mineral balancing, oxidation rate is the rate at which we can process our food, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's like having a little tiny heater, little tiny heater, with a big room that we need to heat. It's just mm. never possible. And so it's the creating the good quality cells to be able to absorb the, the um, hormones that our glands make. And it's this big catch 22. Well, if the glands are making the hormone and the cells are not getting created properly, how can they absorb? Yeah. And then, well, how do I digest my food to make better quality cells and go backwards? Mm. So <clears throat> that's the process of nutrient mineral balancing. And I cannot in good faith say, everybody go get this. It's mm -hmm. all based personally on your hair because you could have okay. very similar symptoms in fast oxidation as opposed to slow oxidation. Um, but the mineral load that you need is going to be very different for each person. Okay. So that makes symptoms, total sense. Yeah. The symptoms could look very similar, but um, the, what you need specifically to heal that outer layer of onion, like I was talking about, that's specific to you. Mm -hmm. That makes yeah, total yeah. sense. One thing I was wondering is I have these I think it's a supplement that has 22 
minerals in it. And I don't remember what minerals, but that's what it says. So is that something that if I were to just say, okay, well, I'm going to start taking this every day. Would I notice myself getting better? Or is it so specific to my condition that it might not actually help? Will I, could I overdose on any of these metals? Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So there are certain patterns, if you will, that I notice on a hair mineral test that reveal that quite possibly taking a multivitamin could overload your body and make you more fatigued because it's simply, if, wow. if that, if that, you know, think about the little engine, the little heater trying to heat a big room. If you put too much fuel in the heater, what's going to happen? It snuffs out. Yeah. Cause you're just covering it up. Interesting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's so cute. Cause like, I love that you say a little heater because like yeah in the spiritual community, everyone talks about like your little, your fire, your inner fire. And I always thought about that being like around your gut. And it makes sense because like you need energy, which is like fire to do that little heater. If you put too much wood on it, if you stuff it with wood, it can't burn. So yeah, that, that's very interesting. I never thought about it like that. Cause I used to take, I got persuaded to buy this like 22 minerals, 22 vitamins and 22 phytonutrients. And so I was taking them every day and I was like, oh, I should feel better. I should feel healthier and nothing changed. So I just stopped Mm. taking them. And I mean, it was very, they're very good. Like they're good quality. They're Mm -hmm. all organic and sourced from whole plants. But I, I think it's just such a variety. There's so much. That's like what? 66, two, four, yeah, 66 different things going into my body all at once. Like, whoa, that is a lot of pieces of wood that could, that makes sense that that would overwhelm my system. Yeah, it can. It can definitely, I call it like I live in LA. So the idea of adding more cars to the freeway during rush hour really Mm -hmm. does hit home for us. It's, um, and I think that that, that idea is true in a lot of big cities. It's just like Mm -hmm. your body's trying to process things, Mm -hmm. but if it's out of energy and it can't even digest your food, we got to keep it simple. We got, we have to start somewhere, meet the body where it is, give it just what it needs and no more. Because like you're talking about 22 different nutrient minerals in this one, that one, and the next one, that's 66. How do you know that one of those doesn't negate the other? Yeah. And right. So this is part of the, part of it. We take the minerals, we take the supplements, we play supplement roulette, perfect for Vegas. Right. And we hope we guess that, Oh, my sister says to take this. My girlfriend says, I need that. You know, I should go vegan. I should do that. It's like, all right, hold on. Wait a minute. How do they know what's right for you? And that's where the testing really comes into play. We can see specifically what's going on for you, what you need right now. And because it's ongoing testing, you can actually see the difference as opposed to, well, I guess I feel better or no, I don't. Then we can actually tune into the body, see with the, the test where you are and what progress you've made whether you're getting rid of toxic metals, whether we're creating a new balance between, you know, the, the, the nutrient minerals that you were talking about, the calcium, the macronutrients, calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium, mm-hmm. where are those with each other in relationship? Cause they matter yeah. and they matter. Yeah. Yeah. And how much we have matters. And I think it's, it's kind of funny that you say that roulette because there's actually this book and I'm in the a certification process for herbalism. So I have to do a lot of studying. So I read this book and it talks about this three, I think it's called healing wise. I don't remember who it's by. I'm not good with that, but it talks about these three healing modalities that are very common. The first one being scientific. So, or no, the first, yeah, the first one being scientific. So that means like the, the Western med- medicine, not necessarily like technology or real science or further science or like all that extra science, but just like the basic, what the Western medicine does and says, here's the problem. This is the, or this is the symptom. This is the solution. Goodbye. And 
you know, there's another one that goes beyond that where it's like, okay, it's called the heroes. So it's like, okay, well, let's go further. Let's look more into natural things and let's not negate the Western medicine, but let's just go further. And it does go further, but it goes almost too far. And it's, common and I've actually had this told to me where I would just be dumping herbs like a bunch of different herbs because they all have these great things about them you just be piling them all on saying oh yeah. all of these things have these all of these um properties so I'm going to get all those benefits it totally takes away counteractive ingredients and how things work with each other and it totally just ignores what's specific to you because I can say, oh, I'm feeling tired. Let me have some ginseng. Oh, I want to lose weight. Let me have some Garcinia Cambogia. Oh, and I also feel quite sad. So let me have some St. John's wort. Oh, and I also want to um, get enough vitamin C. So let me take some Kamu Kamu. Oh, but guess what? I also want to, you know, prevent bacterial infections. Let me take some garlic. And it just is like, you're healing things that you don't even have. Yeah to heal because you don't know what you have to heal if you don't test right. it. So that's where I think um, the wise woman way they call it comes in, but the wise woman way in this book never mentioned using science. It just, you know, it was like, it's very simplistic. It's like, okay, you have this issue right now, take this herb or use this to heal you right now. Yeah. But if you actually are able to test, because we're so much more complex than how we used to be. So if we can use our technology and say, okay, let's test this tiny little thing that grows in our head. That's got all these dead cells, all this information and, and then apply exactly what's needed. It's kind of taking all three of those modalities and making them into one that actually fits the times and isn't going to overwhelm us and and works. I'm actually like very interested in this. I, I want to get my hair tested because it, I think it's so funny. Like people will be like, Oh, eat your bananas, get your potassium, you know, or get your vitamin K, get this from that food. And yeah. Oh, eat spinach. So you have iron. But what if I'm not like lacking in any of those areas? What if I'm not, what if I'm lacking in something completely different, but I'm concerned about potassium, but I haven't fine with potassium, you know, it's, it's, yeah. there's a lot more going on than I think we, we see and think about. Well, and, and we don't really, it, you're, you're right. We don't think about it, that everything is a binary system within the body. And mm -hmm. just like it is externally, if you think about the, the, the solar system, how things work, how bodies of science, scientific methods are, are working, it's all binary. Mm -hmm. One thing affects the other. Mm -hmm. So we can think about what we're lacking, but maybe it's not so much what we're lacking. Maybe it's that we're missing the complementary, the binary opposite to process it. So for example, oh, yeah. copper and zinc are both nutrient minerals in the body, but you can become toxic in one or the other if its counterpart is missing in your diet and you'll end up storing it. So a lot of times I'll see copper or toxicity I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. um, we store copper in our skin tissues, of, of course, sure. But mostly women will carry a, an additional amount of copper in their uterus in their mm -hmm. ovaries. And that's what's causing PCOS. A lot of women have polycystic ovarian syndrome mm -hmm. and they end up in the hospital every couple of months because they've had a burst cyst and they don't know why. I used to have that. That was one of my 30 symptoms, mm -hmm. PCOS. That is something so, I need to be paying attention to because that <laughs> runs my family. So, well, not ah, runs my there family, it is. but that is, <laughs> it is a parent in my lineage. So apparently <laughs> it has been transferred to me via womb. So I need yes. to, yeah, definitely. That's very interesting. And it actually makes me think about a birth control that is a copper IUD where yes. you're literally putting copper up there. And I thought, oh, that's great. It's natural. But then my concern was, I don't want to put a sharp piece of metal inside my body. That sounds 
like if I move wrong and might stab me, which I don't know if any of that's true, but it always made me like repel it and just want to go into like, just paying attention to my body. But I wonder if that is contributing to that because it's, I, I have to assume that we're able to absorb some of that copper. A lot of it. And, and that's right in there. Yep. So yeah, that's very interesting. There, yeah. there was a period of time when I was really marketing to, because I wanted to help these young girls uh, who decided to get a copper IUD. And as a result of um, time, they had the copper ID removed and they were like hopeful, oh, I'm going to start my family now. And then they were told, oh no, you're infertile. And we don't know why and we don't know what's going on. So there's a tie, there's a link between the copper wow. IUD and infertility mm -hmm. and it has everything to do with copper toxicity in the, in the womb space. Wow. So that can be corrected. It is not irreversible. You do not have to go through, you know, whatever processes the doctors are wanting you to go through to get pregnant. It just takes some time to recover, mm -hmm. recover mm -hmm. the body and repair it. And, and that's, that's, yeah. that can be done easily our bodies are really good at healing themselves. It is. That's, yeah. a, that's a plus on that. We just have to make sure we're helping our body and not preventing yes. it. So yeah, totally. Um, what is one thing that you would say beyond, you know, getting the hair test? I think that's super important. Honestly, I've never heard about anyone looking into their mineral imbalances or balances through their, their hair, hair, but yeah, <laughs> of course not everyone's going to be able to go that route. So, so immediately, is there anything you can recommend to help people start this journey to um, mineral balancing before they're ready to actually get their hair tested? Sure. Yeah. Uh, um, it's really easy to find a, um, a, a good framework for food rather than a diet for food. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're looking, at a low inflammation diet really is what we're looking at. Um, getting rid of the things like the nightshades. And quite mm -hmm. honestly, if you're having problems with digestion, stop eating bananas. That burns you out. Stop eating bananas. <laughs> I know you I'm shaking, I'm shaking your world. Shaking your world. I know. And drink your water. I love tomatoes. They're so yummy. I'm Italian. Okay. I gave oh, up bread, uh, bread, pasta, all things gluten. Um, this is for a little while until I healed my gut. So mm. I couldn't eat gluten. I couldn't eat uh, dairy, cow's dairy milk. Yeah. Um, let's see. I gave up nuts, caffeine, sugar, alcohol. Is there more soy? I never ate soy anyways, but so those things I completely moved out of my body and said, you know what, no more, I'm gonna let my gut heal. And then I was able to allow a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Now, if I want to enjoy a beer with a, a pizza and my friends, I can, no problem. That but, makes so, so much sense. Yeah. Cause it's like, you're, I get it. Cause it's not like you have to eliminate, eliminate those things forever. It's just so that your body can have the time to heal. And then we can start, you know, introducing like, oh, hey, I'm gonna hurt you for a second, but I know you're strong. I know you can recover, so you will. And that, that makes a lot of sense how we can still balance our diet. Because one of the things that I, after I stopped being so heavy and hardcore vegan, I was like, I just don't wanna be restricted. I just wanna be able to eat whatever I want. And at the same time, I wanted to be mindful and not, not eat pizza every single night, but I still <laughs> wanted to be able to eat pizza and not feel guilty yeah. or bad about it. And also not have any physical experience or physical uh, symptoms afterwards. So it makes a lot of sense to just eliminate some things, find out what you need to eliminate. And I think there's this one diet where it's, you slowly start eliminating some things and you find out, you watch your body and you're like, oh, when I eliminated this, I noticed this improved. And you just yeah. kind of play that game. So I think that actually is something, um, that you're, what you're saying, like what you're saying is just to, to kind of notice, take away some of those 
more common inflammatories like dairy is very yeah. inflammatory and yeah. and carbs are like wheat is very very inflammatory at least for me and of course sugar and caffeine all those things we know cause inflammation so yeah. i didn't know nitrates but taking yeah. those things out one by one slowly just watching how your body responds i think that's a very good way to place to start. So thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. And the, the framework for listening to your body within 20 minutes of eating that said thing, whatever it is, Ooh. you'll notice a change in how you feel. It'll, you'll be, be flat. Be like, Oh, I feel okay. I feel fine. Mm-hmm. Or you'll feel uh, better, more energized. So whatever you ate is fine. Or you'll feel like you want to put your head on, on, on your desk and just go to sleep for the next two hours. Yeah. And that's when, you know, something is off and your body can't. Wrong. Right. We yeah, shouldn't, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. That's one thing I remember. I don't remember where I learned it, but I, we shouldn't feel sleepy after we eat we're eating to give us energy we should we don't need to sleep to digest like the digestion is what's giving us energy so we should feel energized after eating Mm -hmm. yeah interesting well that's very informative and i think very helpful to just get people into that uh space where they can have awareness for their body and how their body reacts and feel what, what your body feels like, especially 20 minutes after that's so quick. Like you could literally mm-hmm. do, do that test at any time, Every day. Eat something, pay attention, 20 minutes. How do I feel or journal about it? And then next time don't eat that, eat something else and pay attention to that. And that's a really, it sounds like a lot of work, but that's why you exist so that you can take away some of that work. I think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been there. I've tried it. Um, I, I use a method of, um, eliminate, for about two weeks, then reintroduce that one thing into a meal and see how you feel and wait two weeks more before you trust it again. And that's, that's the way, that's the method. But if you want somebody to help you get started in that, that's what my work is, is to get yeah. more closely related to what's going on with you, find out what your strategies need to be for success so that you don't burn out on a new program for yourself and then quit mm-hmm. because there's, you're no getting better if you quit. Yep. So. Yep. Very true. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was so informative and so, 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 so helpful for me personally. And I know for so many people that listen to this podcast. So thank you for sharing your wisdoms. And it sounds like a lot of work to do by ourselves. I'm very thankful you exist because (laughs) I don't think I could. Well, I mean, I probably could, but with what I have on my plate, I don't think I could pay that much attention and be that cognizant all the time of it. But it's also helpful to know that there are some small little things I can start to do in my life right now if I'm not quite ready to work with you. But for those of of our listeners that are ready to work with you, what are some of the ways that they can find you? I have a website and it's theelevateinstitute.com. So T-H-E elevateinstitute.com. And I have a gift. So anybody who goes to that website, you have access to what I call the Chinese face reading. So this is an ancient way to tell if there's something serious going on with your liver, your heart, your kidneys, your spleen, your circulatory system, and you don't have to guess what, take your clothes off. So <laughs> no Do you have to take required. your makeup off? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but I won't go straight into it. I'll take my makeup off first and then I'll yes. go through it. Cause that's, yeah, I want to yeah. do that. Yeah. You just click, you click on the button that says yes, revealed what's hiding in plain sight. And it walks you through an online form to upload your selfie. I put my own eyes on your selfie and I give you like, it takes me about 10 minutes to report back yeah. to you. Okay. This is what's going on. This is what I find out in you. If you want to learn more about how to correct this with new mineral balancing, then we can have a chat. Cool. So, that's yeah. awesome. 
Thank you for that free gift. You're welcome. Super excited. And I do know you also have Instagram, so you can be found at Eva Heels on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And you have a Facebook group called Rebels with four S's. So if you go to facebook.com slash group slash rebels with four S's, super exciting. If anyone wants to connect with you, they can find you there. And all the links will be in the summary of this episode. I highly encourage people to do exactly what I'm going to do. Go take off your makeup. <laughs> Boys, you too. Take off your makeup. Let's go yes. find out what's wrong with us and let's fix it. Because yes. we don't have to live in perpetual fatigue. We don't have to live in depression. We don't have to live in anxiety. We don't have to live unhealthy. We can be healthy people. That's right. Yeah. And you are here showing me that. And you definitely look like you have energy. You definitely look happy. You feel, I, I can sense that you definitely have done the work. So that's important as well. Thank you. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Eva. Take care. Glad to be here. Well, that's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the final episode of Motivation. Again, I'm your host, Shannon. Please remember that the Motivation podcast will not be disappearing. It will just be renamed as its own podcast, My Sister Wisdom. You can find it on all platforms starting November 23rd. We're going to have three super special episodes for you to listen to throughout that whole week. Then you can tune in every Wednesday as I continue to meet with women from all over the world, from all walks of life, as we discuss our passions, our works, our faith, and how we have gotten through some of life's biggest challenges to where we are today. Get ready to learn about all aspects of life, about all women, about everything that's going on in this world objectively, without judgment, and get ready to laugh, cry, smile, and learn a whole lot. No matter what life throws at us, we got this. If she can, you can. Until next time, stay rooted, sweet seeds.